Carrie Edelstein, Research Narrative, live with me at IIEX on the Happy Market Research Podcast. We do a real quick but yet deep dive in what Research Narrative does. They are a full-service market research agency, but enough from me. I'm going to let you hear from her. I'm here with Carrie Edelstein. That's correct. Research Narrative. Hello. Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy Market Research Podcast. We are day one of IIEX in Austin. What do you think? I literally just arrived like 10 minutes ago and there, gosh, there's got to be easily like a hundred different companies in the research technology space to go look at. And I maybe know a dozen of them. I'm super excited to check out what's here and see all the innovative ideas. I came of age in market research as we were making that transition from telephone to online research. So I love seeing new and cool things and thinking about how we can integrate that into our business. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Well, you guys have been around quite a while. Yeah, we're going to be hitting our eight-year anniversary this fall, which is pretty exciting. It feels like it was just yesterday that we started it, but I'm like, wow, we're actually approaching a decade pretty soon. It goes fast. It's a big milestone, it honestly. Is. You know, the so I, one of the questions that I ask in, my, in the regular podcast interviews that we do is, um, what is the, one of the biggest challenges in market research that you face today? And usually yeah. these are like head of insights of brands or whatever. So there's two things I hear. One of those things, which mm-hmm. is very regular, is storytelling. Um, and I, and to that, connecting that to the, your, the company's name, Research Narrative, I think is super yeah, interesting, <laughs> right? From a Yeah, that's actually why we, one, called it that, and two, came up with a philosophy that we did, which is that I was actually working in an online video company running research and analytics before I started Research Narrative. And this was the number one challenge we had. It's just literally too much data and not enough people to make sense of what it means and to break it down into a narrative that had business implications and action steps associated with it. And so we started this mantra at that job of research has to tell a story, otherwise why are we doing this? And so when I left that job, I thought there needs to be a company whose primary focus is making sure that the research we're doing is telling a story and that that has to include analytics as well. It can't just include consumer insights anymore. The two have become married. So the genesis of research narrative was actually intentionally a hybrid of data and story from the outset. And of course, we got interrupted by Joaquin Barreto, one of my good friends. Hello, we're uh, posing president, for a picture. Uh, yeah, president <laughs> of SMR. Sir, how are you today? Hello. Nice to meet you. Good, Hi. good. Nice to meet you and see you. Yeah, uh, research narrative. Hi. Yeah. We're just talking about storytelling with data. Okay. <laughs> so this guy is actually a master storyteller, but this is not about him right now. This awesome. is about you. So we I'll get talk. you up here. Yeah, in a little bit. It's a very nice spot, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, I feel very fortunate. So uh, let's see. The get back on the got to get the train back on the the, the rack. Right. So, you, so the the genesis of research and narrative was literally this idea that the biggest challenge at that point in time, which was about eight years ago, was how do we take the increasing volume of research and data that's coming out. And we specialize in in media as a Mm -hmm. company. So in the digital media space, it was particularly epic that this change was happening. How do we deal with that and make sure that we're not just going too far down the data engineering path without making sense of what it all means? Yeah, I love that. Intentional. So where's your sweet spot right now in the marketplace? Where are you guys like when you're pitching this particular thing or this particular way and it's just like customer has to buy? 
So, for, well, there's a sweet spot from the kinds of clients we serve, and then there's a sweet spot from the work we Tell do. Tell me about both. Right? So, in terms of the ki kinds of clients we serve, I think we do best at the intersection of media and entertainment and innovation. So, our earliest clients were companies like Netflix and Amazon Studios. We're working with a division of Verizon that's launching a new mobile company. So, I love working with companies that look at the history of what they're doing and recognize the heritage and the best practices in their space, but are trying to innovate on top of that. That's my favorite kind of company to work with. I don't think I would say it's disruption. I think disruption can be just disruptive without being innovative uh, or, or progressive, but I like companies that are trying to make things better and more innovative without losing sight of what works historically. So that's kind of our sweet spot is media meets innovation. And then as a service provider, we sit at the intersection of consumer, insight, consumer insights and strategic advisory. So the consumer insights part is traditional market research, data collection, all that kind of stuff. And then the strategic advisory is the storytelling part. What are we gonna do with this? How do we roll it out? What does this mean for your organization? You know, how do you do everything from knowledge management to communication? and everything in between. So we try to sit at the intersection of those two things. That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I like to think so, but I'm biased. So we've been going through a lot of, I mean, this is the innovation conference, right? Have you, and I know it's just day one, have you seen anything that's like popping up as particularly interesting right now? Not yet, because I literally just walked in the door about 15 minutes ago. Yeah. But, um, I know, I wish I, I had that kind of um, prescient behavior that I could just know that that's the company. No, I think actually what impresses me is how long I've been at this and how few companies I recognize. It just tells you, I mean, that's probably the biggest change taking place is there's so many new companies out there offering unique kinds of data collection. And my job is to go through and vet that. Which of these make sense for our business and which of these are the right fit for the clients, the kinds of clients that we work with. So I'm excited actually to kind of walk the, the trade show floor and see what's totally. out there. Yeah, totally. I love that. You guys have a podcast. We do. We just launched it today. today. How meta is that? It's perfect. <laughs> it, is. it is. Perfect. It is. Tell me about the podcast. Yeah. So it's called The Thinkery, which is a play on my name. It's Thinkery with two R's and my name is Carrie. Right? A little personal branding meets discussion. And it actually started out, I have a very entertaining team <laughs> at my company at Research Narrative. And we would get on these weekly calls to talk about our blog and social media and what we wanted to do. And our calls would be really entertaining and interesting in and of themselves and we thought we should be recording these like this is just an interesting conversation that I think other people would derive value from and so we started to be more intentional about that and record them and the idea is to talk about different topics that come up in the course of doing market research or analytics so everything from how to do different kinds of methodologies well to challenges facing our industry to reading between the lines and understanding communication so we launched with an episode we're calling Show Me the Data, which came out of a conversation I had with a client where they said, you know, can you send me the raw data? And I was like, what does raw data mean to you? Because I think what you think it means and what I think it means are not the same. And so it became this conversation of how do you get to the essence of what people are requesting and how much transparency is so much that it just feels like an overwhelming fire hose. So we started to take these conversations we were having in our team meetings and make them a podcast. So 
the first one launched today. And you can find it at our website, which is researchnarrative.com forward slash thinkery with two R's. Now, are you posting these to normal podcast mediums? Like we will Apple? eventually. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're just doing it through our website. And once no. we have a big enough volume, we'll, we'll port it over to something like iTunes. Yeah. yeah, right. Got it. Do you see it at... Well, there's two things really I want to unpack here. One yeah. is um, I completely agree with the thesis, do what I want, not what I say. <laughs> right? That's super important for uh, anybody that's interacting with a customer because yeah. you know we're not ones and zeros. We're not code. Uh, and language is code. People are shades of gray. Yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. And you get to know, that's the nice part about, I think, this industry is that we get to know our customers and you can actually, you become your own Rosetta Stone, right? Yeah. Uh, in that, in <laughs> <Translator>. that framework. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you understand what it is exactly they mean by send me the data. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting in this case, you know, we, were, we talk a lot in this particular podcast, so I won't spoil it too much. We talk a little bit about who is actually saying the phrase and making the request because what they mean depends on what their job is and who they are and what their background is. And so part of translating is understanding who you're talking to and, and realizing that the exact same request can come from five different people and mean five different things. And being able to actually read between the lines is a big part of our job. Super and important. a hard part of our job because it requires right. a lot of nuance and follow-up. Yeah. Podcasts are also a very effective way to be able to impact your audience. I've been talking a lot about that, this t topic, and I'll be talking about it actually at the conference here uh, Yeah, I'm tomorrow. excited to hear yeah, that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. And, I, and I, I really want to encourage our listeners to think about, like, there's two things with podcasting. One is it's easy. Literally no call. How much are you paying right now? I know. I think the license for the software we use is maybe 25, 30 bucks a month. Right. And then... The cost for the microphones was like a hundred dollars a person. I mean, yeah. it was really low startup costs. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like almost no capex yeah. to speak of. Even my setup, which is modeled off of Y Combinator setup, so it's relatively professional grade. You know, we're talking about like twenty five hundred dollars, which in the grand scheme yeah. of things is just not material. No, it's not a lot. But the the benefit of having the podcast is it provides an ongoing subscription based medium to communicate to your audience. So the 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 brand that you can build, the connection that you build with that audience is very meaningful and actually grows over time. Absolutely. Are you seeing this as a, uh, from, from your guys' perspective right now, I know it's early days having just done, really just putting your toe in the water. Yeah. Are you seeing this as a marketing initiative or are you seeing it as maybe something uh, a little more unique like connecting with customers uh, in a more in-depth way? Both. Yeah, I think we, we started it thinking, hey, this is a great promotional strategy, but we actually recently launched a deliverable as part of our service offering that is called a Consumer Insights Portal. And the idea is that we take different studies and different data from around an organization and we put it all into one destination online that looks a little bit like, you know, Google Drive meets 538, right? We wanted to be data journalism. And so part of what we thought is we can integrate these podcasts into those deliverables as just a free add-on that gives some color to whatever the topic is. So if we just did a segmentation study for someone and we just recorded an episode about getting the most out of your segmentation research. So we can upload that podcast to their portal for no additional cost and it gives that team a little bit more color of, oh, how do we now use this research as we roll it out? So it was intended to kind of serve this dual purpose. And then for us, actually, it 
it served a third purpose, which was we found that when we were blogging, we would have these conversations as we edited each other about like, well, what about this? And what about this other thing? And we'd had these interesting back and forth conversations. And we thought it's the back and forth that's the meat of what makes this interesting, that the guy on my team who comes out of academia, we call him Dr. J, his name's Jordan. Um, we have two Jordans on our team, so we have to differentiate. So Dr. J comes out of an academic background. I come out of a pri private sector background. I've been in business my whole career. And so we come at research from different perspectives, and we'll debate that in a kind of friendly, funny way. And that debate is what's interesting, or that conversation is what's interesting. And that's much harder to do in writing. And so we found that we were losing some of the back and forth by writing everything, and that actually talking it out over a podcast and having a conversation live might give a little bit more color to the conversations we're having and, and to the audience and, and give them a peek beneath the hood of how we get to the end point. The journey is, that's the other part that's interesting about podcasts is it's not necessarily a finished product, but whereas a blog, long form blog post, you'll have 20 hours invested and so, you, but you lose the whole yeah. journey of creating the blog post. Exactly. Which, honestly, in today's the whole meta part of that is the is the more interesting, valuable piece. I I am toying with. I started a company recently on April first, actually. And congratulations! Thank you. And yeah, it's all very top secret, actually. But I've been toying with the fact of doing of recording our staff meetings and starting yeah. a whole different podcast, which is just our staff meetings. And That'd be interesting, like a, like a behind the scenes of a startup of a startup. Yeah. And this is the staff meeting, right? It, it, I think like. I think that the, the the value there isn't the content that would necessarily come out like, oh, this is, you know, this is the, the, the synthesized big point. It's much more about, potentially, about, you know, how do you run an effective staff meeting and what does that back and forth look like and how do you manage power dynamics and, you know, how different you initiatives <laughs> and those kinds yeah. of things, right? But it kind of, my, mm -hmm. my broader point is that, you know, what's interesting at the consumption level right now, and I'm seeing this on, in our numbers on, on downloads, is people are really interested in the overall journey as opposed to the, and, and also the aha moments. I'm not trying to take away yeah. from that, but as opposed to the, and I keep coming back to the long form blog structure, the long form blog structure. Absolutely. Right? And we say, you know, we work in the world of storytelling, both in the sense of it's the name of the company and it is our client base. Our clients are oftentimes literally storytellers. We work with TV networks and studios, et cetera. And part of what's fun about launching a podcast is we actually get to be storytellers and take people on that journey that we're going on. And you can do some of that in a blog post, but there is a piece of it that's missing when you only see the finished product and that's you right. don't see the journey we went on. And, and I think too, I'm a perfectionist when I write. So a lot of time was going into one post and in an odd way, we actually get to the outcome a lot faster when we talk through it because it's a group dynamic and then we can have a conversation and be transparent about how we got to that endpoint right then and there without going through 15 versions of it like I might do when I'm writing until I hit that perfect level where I'm like, yes, this is the thing Nailed that I it. want out there. Absolutely. So it's actually become less of a time commitment to speak the things we're thinking than it is to write them. Research narrative. Carrie, thanks so much for being on the Happy Market Research Podcast Thank today. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your show. Thank you. Have a great conference. <laughs>